Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy V. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. Okay. This is our second one, right? We did this on Monday. Mm Uh-huh. About capacity, capacity building, what capacity we define capacity on Monday, what capacity means. But today we're talking about capacity building. We kind of throw that term around a lot. Um, Capacity building, what does that mean? Most people think that capacity building means um, just gathering all the partners that you can have, you know. Um, A lot of people think that capacity building is all about the money. And it is not. There's a process um, that has to be followed. And what, to me, capacity building is more about systems and having systems in place. And today's talk, how do you show that? How do you represent to your potential funders or your potential um, supporters that you do have capacity to do those things that you say you're going to do, especially when you're proposing something or you're asking for support, you're asking for money? That's where they're going to be looking. How do we know that you can do this? How do we know that we get a good return? On our investment, what are the things that you need to show when you're when you're presenting your organization or you're representing on behalf of your organization to say, hey, this is what yeah we have capacity to do this. So one thing that I see Tracy a lot, especially in funding proposals, is that we are so lofty a lot of times and have these grandiose things that we talk about in our proposal. And for the organizations who are missing out in, on funds, a lot of that is because the things that we say don't necessarily line up things that we do, right? Um, I like to make a differentiation between mission and vision. A lot of times we talk about vision so much that we forget to focus on our mission, and our mission is what we are doing right now. Our right. vision is what we propose or plan to do in the future. If I am, if you're not getting funding or seeking funding for a new program, you're seeking funding for what it is you are doing right now, today. Nobody cares about what you're doing in the future. We get a lot of people say, oh, I want to build a housing community. I want to have 15 houses. What are you doing today? And how are you going to show me that you are doing this today? How are you walking up your mission right now? So what are your service numbers now? And what's that bridge that take you over into your vision? And can you easily communicate that to me? Can I link these things together? If you do not yet have the house, you know, the building to provide housing, what kind of services are you providing today that attract these people into your housing program, that attract the support to the housing services that you provide, which may not be nice to say, it may be networking or referrals services, or it may be, you know, helping with utilities or whatever it is, but how did you let me know that this is what you're doing now to bridge you over to that next level, which will be the next phase in your capacity? So knowing where you are right now and building forward is the thing. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Yes. Awesome. I think you're in my head again because I literally, like when we got started, came off the phone talking about the same thing. Um, so now that we've got that out of the way, this is what we're talking about today. My name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm the owner of TBA Consulting. I'm a social Im- um, enterprise impact strategist. I have over 23 years of experience <laughs> 
in this industry and I am here with my friend and um, um, co-strategist too, um, Tygoon. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. I also have 20 plus years of experience with nonprofits. I work solely with nonprofits. I may have a, a for-profit travel land if I feel like it occasionally, but that's not my thing. That's why Tracy and I fit together like a perfect puzzle because mm -hmm. we can kind of we can kind of fill those gaps. That's also a, a part of capacity, right? Right. <laughs> But the mission are, is the steps that you take to get to the vision. If you're not working on the, vision, on the mission right now, there's no way that you're going to get to the vision, which is going to be your full capacity. But along the way, you have to have milestone capacities that you need to fill. And you need to be able to 
first of all, identify that you need that, um, that area of capacity to be filled and you need to know how you're going to fill it. And then when you fill it, what's the next steps? So let's say like Ty was talking about, you have a house, you're, you're into, um, housing people who let's say are homeless, right? How do you demonstrate the capacity there? It's by keeping good records, by collecting some data and showing that you are housing X amount of people for X amount of days. These are the, like she said, the the referral sources that you're sending them to for the other um, needs that they have that you don't have the capacity to fulfill because no one organization, nonprofit or otherwise can serve everybody. That's why companies have subgroups and that's why you're going to have to have community partners that you're going to need to be able to refer people out to as well. But all of this has to be well documented and you need to be able to demonstrate and show it to people who are looking to fund your organization. Um, and we talk all the time about data, collecting data and using data. That is a great way to show capacity. You have to get meticulous about that. I forgot how to unmute, but <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm still getting this, right? Yeah. But like I said, documentation is everything. We've all heard if it, if it did document it, it did not happen. The same thing for this. I don't care what kind of business you're in. Um, I speak to nonprofits all the time and I go and, and they'll tell me, well, Ty, we haven't been doing anything, especially brand new organizations, right? They just got started. They're like, Ty, you know, we, we want to have a housing um, program, but we haven't been doing anything. So I just told them to go over here to do to, to do this. And I'm like, well, did you document that? Did you build a relationship with that place that you told them to go to? Can you reach out to that place, right? Because sometimes we're just kind of doing things, oh, that's not fair. We're just like, okay, well, Whatever, you just go over here and just, you know, whatever it is, whatever is whatever, right? But what if you actually were intentional about building the partnership with the, the place that you're referring someone to? This is the first step in helping you to build capacity without you even really putting forth a whole bunch of effort to it, you know? Um, working from one of the organizations I used to work with, we, we had housing and education as our primary program, right? So one of the things that we did was to we had our own housing uh, uh, buildings and things like that that we housed people in, but sometimes we would be filled to capacity, but we couldn't get anybody else to come. There was no room for anybody else. So we got these relationships with the local hotels and extended stays and all that. So instead of just saying, okay, well, someone is coming over who needs um, a night a nice stay, let's just send them over to the Ramada Inn. It wasn't like that. We built an actual relationship with the Ramada Inn, so they would know that we're sending someone over there, we, we know that they, we were representing our organization at the Ramada Inn. We can count these numbers. Now we have a partnership with the business that's in the city who's the Ramada Inn. And now we're proposing for more money. And they ask us about our community partnerships and relationships. We can talk about the fact that we are partnering with major businesses in the community, such as those you know big hotels, whatever, to help us to provide these nights of stay. And then we have a, a number. How many nights of stay have you provided? Because it's not enough to say we got one person into the Ramada Inn. Or you were to say we provided three nights of stay, that was really good. If we got two people, we provided six nights of stay, that was better. Even though, you know, in actuality, we only serve two people. So a lot of the new people coming out, we haven't done anything with on service with people, whatever. But if you've given them something like nights of stay, you're communicating that in a way that speaks to funding, right? They like numbers. 
know what does this equate to? What is to what are, what do two people serve equate to? If I'm providing nights to stay, that might equal six nights to stay. You know, depending on how many nights they stay there. Um, you also want to have a documentation of the individual unduplicated service number, so you still have that too there. But in order to speak to your capacity to provide the service that you say you're going to provide, you want to look at little things like that when you're communicating your service. Absolutely. And I think one of the most important things that you just said was when we're provide when we're creating community partners, which I am a strong proponent for, because like I said earlier, you cannot do it all on your own. You have to have community partners within your um, your organization, within your community that fill the gap for the capacity that you cannot hold in your own organization. But when you are forming these community partners, they need to be formed um, effectively. So like Ty said, you can't just say, okay, well, we don't provide that service, go on over here or go over there, or um, we don't have any housing tonight, so why don't you try the Ramada Inn, or we're going to give you a voucher for the Ramada Inn, and you just go on over. It has to be systems and processes in place so that you can track that data, because that data is what's going to lead to fundability. So creating MOUs with um, these organizations that you're deciding to partner with and have them become referrals sources. When you refer someone over to them, what happens? What information are you going to exchange? How are you going to follow the client to make sure that the client is getting the services that they provided? If that organization helped the client and figured out that they needed some other service and had to refer them to another agency, how are they going to let you know that this client was referred to another agency and what they were referred for because you need to track all of that information not just what's going on in your organization with that client but what is also going on with the um, client in the referred organizations that that um, are providing the services that you cannot provide for them so that building capacity and understanding capacity and being able to um, demonstrate capacity comes in a variety of ways and it's a lot of data tracking, it's a lot of documentation tracking to get to the point that you need to get to. Yeah, as we were talking, I immediately started thinking about evaluation, right? <laughs> because I always have to go there. Mm-hmm. In process and outcome evaluation, even in things like that we might see as simple as telling somebody to go to the robotic end to get a better check, right? What, is that, what does that system look like up front? So how did you set that up in a formative fashion where you went out and you created this relationship, how easy was it for you to get this relationship? All these kind of things count when you're talking about data tracking and being able to communicate your results. Because if you had difficulty connecting, for example, with the Ramada Inn, there might be some things that you need to change in your approach before you go over and try to connect to the holiday inn, right? So that's all a part of the formative evaluation piece of that. And even when you're talking about trying to attract funding for different things, where do you need to build um, your, your, your focus, your strengths in, in attracting funding, there's funds for capacity building, right? If you do not recognize where you need the support as it relates to capacity, you're going to have a hard time identifying capacity building focus funding and being able to communicate to the fund that, yes, this is where we need some help in this area. We need to really focus on this. But all that's going to come out after you do some evaluation. 
evaluation. So you have that formative evaluation, that process evaluation, what goes on in the middle. What happens if someone comes here and they want to, they need a night stay, we don't have the housing um, program up and running because we don't have any shelter for them yet. We're going to refer them over to the Ramada Inn. What does that process look like? What are the steps in that process? And back to what Tracy was saying about um, your mission, what are you doing like right now and, and how are you, what's going to get to the vision? What are those steps that you're taking as you're walking out your mission um, and, and opposed to walking out your vision? You're walking out your mission, those day-to-day things that you are doing, those service activities that you are doing to take you to that place that you want to go. So the end goal might be the housing or the building that you have, um, that internal goal for you, but for your population, the goal might be to to provide X number of, of nights of stay or how, how much housing do you want to provide. So what are you doing to meet those goals and how are you measuring that in the process? And that measurement of that is the outcomes. What does it look like? How many have you provided? Now, how close, how much closer are you to getting this housing um, program up and running than you were when you started out in your formative evaluation? Right. So if you're telling you're capped at capacity because you don't have a housing and that's your end goal, that's your vision, your long-term goal, because we want to talk about long-term goals versus short-term goals. And your short-term goals, again, are your mission. Your long-term goals are your vision, right? So if you're telling me that you cannot provide services to anybody, you have no clientele because you don't have a house. So that's, you're, in essence, telling me that you're, you're at capacity, Right. So then how are you ever going to get to your vision if you're not serving now? You have to do little things along the way. Make those community partners is a good way to do some networking and community development and getting those community partners together so that you can start stretching your capacity. When you look to go and and look for funding, you have some type of documentation, some type of proof of service to the community that you can track and you have the numbers. Again, like Ty said, the numbers is what the funders want to see. They want to see who you've been serving, how you've been serving them, and where you've been serving them. And you don't have to necessarily do it in a physical space in order to have those numbers. You can do that by serving through existing organizations. I think one of the problems that keep people um, or cap people out at capacity before they've even gotten started is a a self a selfish type um, scenario where they think that they own this um, this particular um, segment of the population or they they have ownership over this problem and only the, them alone can solve it. But no, as a nonprofit, to be successful as a social enterprise or nonprofit organization, you have to build those bridges. You have to build those relationships because you cannot, cannot do it on your own. I like it when you said, um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're saying that you can't serve anymore because this is all you can do, I don't have a house, so I can't do anything else, that tells me that, you, that you're maxed out, you're tapped out, you don't have any more capacity to do anything, especially if you haven't given proof or provided numbers for what you've done so far or numbers that make sense. A funder looks at that negatively, but when you start to say things like, yeah, um, we have this partner and this partner provides that. We have that partner and they provide that. Now we see that you know how to grow. You, we know that if we invest in you, we'll get a good return on our investment because you know how to make it work. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's about building those relationships. It's about following up, keeping track of the clientele that came to your door initially, even if you didn't have the house to put them in. And we're using a housing scenario because it's easy to use to get you to understand what we're talking about. So even though you don't, didn't have the physical space to have them in, the fact that you were innovative enough to get them the services that they needed through your community partners shows that you are making progress forward. And like Ty said, that is what funders are looking for. When they're looking to put their monies behind your organization or your mission, they're looking to see the innovation. They're looking to see that you can work collaboratively with um, other organizations in your community. So, you know, when you're in school and you have that school project and your teacher tells you that dreaded thing, it's a project, a group project. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I just want to do it on my own. I don't work well in the sandbox. As a nonprofit or a social enterprise, you must learn to work well in the sandbox because that's the only way you're going to get funded. Sometimes your funding is going to be tied to another organization. It's going to be tied to that collaboration that you have with another organization. So um, learning to build those relationships, nurture those relationships, and develop some type of system or process where you can track your clientele across your different relationships is pivotal to the success and actually getting to capacity. Amen. I think we can open for <laughs> I like that. Amen. <laughs> okay, so who has questions? You can raise your hand and we'll try to ask. So we have like five minutes, five, ten minutes to answer any questions. And if not, then we'll just hang up. <laughs> no questions. All right. Okay, change agents, thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.